systemically distorted communication movie reviews last night we went and saw a movie got mixed feelings about it yoko what was the movie wonder woman 1984 okay we saw wonder woman 1984 did you like it mm, so so what do you mean so so i think first it's too long it's two hour 31 minute oh. and i feel like just one hour is excited and then the west is just nothing special yeah okay so as we know do you know what is rotten tomatoes are you testing my english no i'm asking <laughs> you if you know what rotten tomatoes is it's a a review source oh uh, no okay rotten tomatoes out of 100 they said it is uh they gave it a 60 percent okay 60 percent out of 100 do you think that is above do you think that's better or worse than you it should be worse <laughs> <laughs> so you think it should be higher than 60 percent like 61 <laughs> just kidding oh okay all right so i know Rotten Tomatoes and Rotten Tomatoes gives stuff ratings really high when it shouldn't. So the fact that they give it a 60%, that justifies my rating of 30%. I thought this movie was pretty bad. I'm going to go over the list of reasons why. Um, do you have any other reasons what that you want to get into before I start talking about it? Why you thought it was good or bad or something you liked and then something you did not like? I think from the very beginning of the movie, it's pretty boring. Because it's just normal conversation. Oh no, from the first 10 minutes of the movie, it's excited because it's talking about the background of Diana. The little girl race? Yeah. You like that part? Yeah, I like that part. Why? I don't know, just excited. And, <laughs> and then after that part, it's getting boring for me. Okay. Did you find it annoying at all that a little nine-year-old girl was beating these tested supposed to be super powerful women and, no. and she was racing and at the start of the race she's running just as fast as these full-grown <laughs> adults that apparently run super slow i think it's good i think it's good i mean the girls well trained when she was young <laughs> okay who say that young girl cannot be the adult me <laughs> no that's not true <laughs> so in the real world now i know this is a movie but in the real world, if there's a nine-year-old boy and he's training really hard, and he's running every single day. Wait, nine-year-old? I've seen some fast nine-year-olds. Maybe I need to rethink what I'm saying. Okay, in general, I feel like a child through any sort of obstacle course like this, especially, okay, oh, I've, I found the correction. If I'm working my whole life and I'm competing in this national event, these ladies seem to be competing in at the beginning. Oh, goodness. Hold on. One second. There you go. Apologies. I didn't have our, I didn't have our, our trailer going. Sorry about that. Okay. If I'm training my whole life and I'm in this event, there's no way a nine-year-old boy is going to just run <laughs> past me. And this girl is dominating them through this whole race so far that she looks back several times and she stops and she's looking and she stops and she's looking. She's always so far ahead of them. 
to the point that even when she makes a big mistake and she's standing around thinking, oh, I lost, what can I do? And then she finds the little shortcut. She ends up way ahead of them again. Yeah, I mean, she's so. smart. She's well, smart she's to find a, a shortcut. No. Did Lime? she win? Yeah. Really? Yeah, I think Are she did. Are you sure she won? Yes. Well, well, what happened? Did her spear she did go the through the hole? She did the shortcut. And then... I think that is smart in real life. We're talking about <laughs> real life, okay? <laughs> so cheating is okay. Uh, cheating on the game is okay. <laughs> okay. Anyway, she ends up losing because she takes the cheating shortcut because she had kept looking back and she hit a branch and fell off her horse. But somehow this highly trained nine-year-old that was better than everybody <laughs> hit a branch on a tree while she's riding a horse and falls off. Anyway, that's only the start of the problem. Anyway, so that was something you liked. Yeah. And I just I said like how part. bad it was. But what was the something you didn't like? And I'll tell you how much I loved it. Didn't like is after that part. Is talking about she was working in the company and met another girl, Barbara. And I think that movie took too long to talk about the relationship of them and introduce Barbara. I just, that part I think is a little bit boring to me. Mm. Okay. Yeah. And I just keep eating popcorn. <laughs> because you mean, it's boring. You weren't just eating popcorn, you were eating my popcorn. <laughs> So we ordered two popcorns. They only gave us one because we were in director's cut. So then they bring you the food like they're your servants. They only brought us one popcorn and she wouldn't push her little button to tell them to bring the other popcorn. So she takes my popcorn and she ate all the caramel pieces out of my mixed popcorn. It was very annoying. Anyway, uh, I think that as well. It actually took them an hour and 10 minutes before Wonder Woman did anything wonderful. There was a little scene at the beginning in the mall where she did some capturing some dudes that it was very insignificant. But beyond that, it was oh, basically an hour and 10 minutes of talking and setting up a story that was very lackluster. So should we get into my, the problems that I had with the storyline? Mm -hmm. Are you ready? Yeah. Okay. Now, first of all, I understand that it's a fictional story. But there's a lot of problems. You, If you create a fictional story, you have to stay within the fiction that you created. If you have a story about people that can fly, then it's fine to have people flying. But if you have a story about people that cannot fly and then suddenly out of nowhere someone starts flying, this contradicts the storyline. So you can no longer say, oh, it's a movie, it's not real. You have to fit within the truth within your fiction. Okay, so that's my main problem. I use flying as an example. That's not... Nothing to do with the fact that she starts flying, okay? My first problem, problem, oh, where's, there we go. Problem number one, every single time that she does anything, and in this whole three-hour movie, what is it, two hours and a half, three-hour movie? In this entire thing, she does like three battle scenes, okay? Every single scene, you've got that inspirational music, like, She's saving the world, okay? Even the smallest thing, she's going to block a bullet. A bullet's coming at her. It's, the movie stops. It goes slow motion, and it's... Everything crazy is happening in this moment, and it slows it down. The bullet's coming so slowly, and when she blocks the bullet, 
it acts like she just saved the world because it's doing this inspirational music. Now, inspirational music should only come up in two scenarios. Here's what those two scenarios are. When a hero first discovers their power, okay, they're getting beat down, they're distraught, and they start uncovering their power. Then you bring in this big uplifting music to build the moment. Or at the end of a movie, when they're getting beat down and they're being destroyed and they're rediscovering themselves or overcoming this evil power, then you bring in the inspirational music and it lifts up the audience. It's only two scenarios, two, where this should happen. And you need that inspirational movie to uplift the audience and show, oh, something great is about to happen. But that doesn't happen. Every single time in this movie, she does even the smallest thing, like blocking one bullet, takes her whip and trips a guy. It slows it down and adds inspirational music as if she's changing the world with this tiny action. And then within each of these inspirational moments, because the premise of the movie is she's losing her power, she fails each time. So it's building this up, fail, building up, fail, building up, fail. It's, it just doesn't match what the audience would expect for inspirational music. What do you think? Do you think I'm being stupid and I'm being too picky? Yeah, you are being <laughs> too picky. Do you know why they have to play the music? Because <laughs> <laughs> the people like you <laughs> falling asleep. I didn't fall asleep. Yeah, I'm you, awake did. The whole you time. close your eyes many times. <laughs> so they have to play some music to wake you guys up. Like, hey, something happened. Wake up. Do you know what that says about the movie? What? It sucks. Because if the movie's good, I wouldn't fall yeah, maybe, asleep. Maybe they try to make the movie a little bit boring for the beginning and then play the music and then suddenly you guys wake up. And then you will focus on, oh, music, music, music. And then, wow. <laughs> you know what? I'd be like, wow, if the movie was good. I didn't fall asleep during <laughs> Avengers. I didn't fall asleep during Black Panther. I didn't fall asleep during Spider-Man. I also didn't fall asleep during this movie. But this one sucked. The other ones were good. <laughs> the, it, they actually made sense. Okay, so boom, that's problem number one. Should we get into problem number two? Yeah. Okay. Um, so it's an hour and 10 minutes before she does anything Wonder Woman. All right. And then there's just a lot of inconsistency. I, I said earlier about when you have a, uh, a storyline, you have to fit within that storyline. So if you do something fake, it's fine, but the, the, the fiction has to fit within the reality you've created. Okay. And you just have stuff that doesn't make any sense. So, uh, for example, the lady, the main blonde girl, you've seen her in the background of this clip going sometimes. Let's see where she's at. Not her. Her. That one right there. Okay. She randomly gets two wishes. Okay, she makes a wish and she starts developing power, and which I'm going to go back to later. But these powers, they slowly seem to develop more and more as you undercover them. And the more you uncover the power of the wish that you wished for, the more that it takes away from the other thing. So the premise of the movie is you make a wish for the thing that you desire the most, but then it steals the thing that you are that you currently most desire, your best feature. So as it grows your features disappear. So if you're a really nice person and you wish for, for the superpowers, for example, like this blonde girl did, the more of the power she develops, the more of an evil person she becomes. Okay? So 
She does that. And then this stone. They've got this stone. And you can only get one wish from this stone. She ends up getting two wishes. And then the second wish that she makes just sucks. Because she wishes to be the most powerful. No one can compete with her. And then she fights Wonder Woman ten minutes later and gets beat up. But she looks different. She happens to be a cat. So when I make a wish to be the most powerful being in the universe, what part of that wish says make me look like a cat but makes me lose to someone else that's fighting? Am I being stupid here? I think you're just being too picky. If it wasn't you, I don't even know that she made two wishes. She did. They're sitting on the plane. People are going to say, oh, well, the guy said... The, the guy... Oh, I know. I know why. Okay, you She made the wishes, but... She did not hold a guy's hand. She just said it. Or maybe they did not film it. I don't know, but you usually you add... Every you time. cannot add things into the movie that they didn't film. Say, well, maybe they forgot to put it in the movie. <laughs> <laughs> so that is not second wish. It, okay, well, they're sitting on the airplane, and he says, this is after the blonde girl fights with Wonder Woman, beats her up because Wonder Woman has lost her power. Then she joins this bad guy uh, and gets on his jet, this blonde lady you're seeing again here. She gets on the jet with the main villain, which is the guy that turns himself into the stone, basically. And he's saying, what do you desire most? I'm feeling very generous. That's what he says. So he's implying, I'll give you a second wish. So he's implying he has the power to give a second wish. And then she makes the wish, and it turns her into Catwoman, where she then gets beat up. So the wish sucked. But... That goes back to earlier in the movie when he's running around to people in his office and he's saying, what, what do you desire? What do you wish? Because he needs, he needs more. He needs to get their health from them because his body's deteriorating with the more wishes that he grants. And then the guy wishes it and he realizes, and he's like, oh, wait, did I already ask you this? And he's like, yeah, yesterday I wanted a Porsche. So that scene, in fact, proves that he cannot give people two wishes. If he can selectively give people more than one wish, he would just say, oh, well, I'm also feeling generous right now, and I'm going to give you your second wish so that I can gain what I need. But instead, he doesn't. He leaves. He finds a different person that he can grant a wish to, and then he moves forward, and he goes to the White House to talk to the president. So it makes no sense that on the airplane he can suddenly say, I'm feeling generous. I'm going to give you your second wish. Have I proved my point? Yes, you did. Good job. Thanks. <laughs> okay. Let's keep going with all the problems in this movie. All right, stick with us. We're going to be done soon. Okay, so she gets her second wish. And then, uh, let's see. This guy's got superpower. And he decides, I need to go to the, you know, an underground bunker where I can communicate, use all these new satellites that the United States has set up to communicate with the entire world. And then when he does that, he's going to broadcast his face to the entire world. And when he does that, people are going to be able to make a wish. And somehow he's going to be able to telepathically. They didn't set this up. They didn't plan it. They didn't tell us anything about this. But just we're just supposed to understand that he's going to telepathically hear their wishes from around the world. Even though every other time he's holding their hand and he's face to face, he needs to hear them speaking. Somehow he can hear people in Egypt, Asia. South America. He can hear them all over. So let's just pass over that, even though tons of holes in that problem. So he's going to say this stuff. Uh, grant, tell me what's your wish, and I will grant it. Somehow he can hear them. 
And then he starts granting these wishes. And as he's granting wishes, he is taking what he wants from them. Okay, all of this is a big problem. Do you have any comments about this situation? Well, I think somehow in the movie, I must be forced to leave. <laughs> Did you miss all of this? See, you said I fell asleep, but actually I'm gathering data. I'm analyzing every single situation, and you're just sitting over there <laughs> eating my popcorn. So you don't what? remember any of this? Did we watch the same movie? <laughs> Are we watching Wonder Woman 1980? 1984. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so we'll just keep going. All right. So anyway, he's using this monitor because that's the only way he can communicate with people. But then Wonder Woman, who denounces her wish, makes her love disappear and die or wherever he went. She's got her power back. So she comes to fight him. and Like she shows up and he's just too powerful. For some reason, there's wind going around. We don't know what this wind is. I guess it's the power of the wishes. And as those power of the wishes that are coming to him, it creates a vortex of wind that is so strong she can't penetrate it. So she's falling down and she's like <laughs> trying to drag herself there and she can't do it. It's too powerful. Wishes are too powerful, I guess. Doesn't make any sense. I don't know. Because throughout the movie, every time someone makes a wish, there's like a little bit of wind. It blows back their hair every time. And this, so I guess the magnification of all the wishes in the world is creating a huge vortex of wind where vortex like... <laughs> I know. Yeah. So, so she just basically collapses and gives up and falls into the corner while he's ha 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 being evil and taking over the world. But then, you know, before she had given up, she uses her little whip. Oh, that one on the screen. She just whips it. Okay. She uses that little whip and breaks the connection. So she can no longer, he can no longer broadcast to the world. It's cut off. She breaks it. It's destroyed. I have a question. Why she cannot get into him? I mean, get close to him, but her wind can hide. I guess her wind can, her, her whip whoosh, <laughs> can penetrate the wind, I, I guess. So she like, <laughs> she just does the whip thing while she's subdued in the corner with the powerful tornado situation going on that wraps around his foot. And somehow... They don't set this up. They don't tell us anything. There's no telepathic uh, layout, nothing. She starts speaking, and there's like this five-minute speak, five-minute scene of her speaking to this main guy. You think she's talking to him, and she's encouraging him. You need to denounce your wish so that everything goes back to normal, and blah 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 blah. It's supposed to be inspirational, and some people start crying. <laughs> Is it me? Yeah. Oh, wait, maybe you cried at the other <laughs> scene. We'll go to that in a minute. <laughs> okay. So it's supposed to be this big deal. But there's no setup. And then later it flashes out and you it showing around the world. Her voice is projecting to the entire world through telepathy. What? How? We don't know. Because the, the signal, the wires, the physical wires, the camera has been destroyed and has been cut. So how is the whole world hearing her on a, like a megaphone? They're all hearing everything. It's just not set up well, and it doesn't explain anything. If you want to explain earlier in the movie that once he, these wishes come to him, 
that apparently can travel 8,000 miles across the world into his ear and he can hear it and grant it. And then that person has the ability to connect with him and hear his response. And by connecting the whip to him, she can then intercept that communication. That's fine. I'd be happy with that. But they don't set it up. So it's just supposed to be an inspirational moment where I'm sitting there thinking, how is she talking to them? Did they say this earlier? Did I fall asleep for 20 minutes? Which I didn't. I was very, I was into it. I was paying attention. Am I crazy? Yeah. You must be so tired for this entire movie because you're too picky. <laughs> for me, I just know the movie's good. The movie sucks. The movie's okay. The movie's not okay. I don't really focus on too much detail. But now, after you say those things, yeah. Do you think it'd be better if our review was, the movie was bad. The movie was good. The movie sucked. Would it be better? No. Okay. So that's another problem. I'm going to keep going. Don't worry. I lied last time about almost being done, but this time we are almost done. It's my trick to keep you here. Okay. So then eventually she gives this big heroic speech and somehow, I'm not going to get into how because I just went into this, but somehow this guy suddenly gets this telepathic ability to connect with his son, to know what his son is doing. It seems like, based on the footage, maybe he's just thinking in his head, like, oh, suddenly I realize I love my son in the whole movie. I was ignoring him, but now suddenly, somehow, for some reason, I love him, and I want to take back all the things that I'm doing. So he's going to denounce his wish. When you denounce your wish in this movie, it means it disappears, right? So all the things that you made happen, theoretically, should also disappear. But no, that doesn't happen in this movie. He denounces his wish in this movie, and it takes away his, like, most direct thing. But all the stuff earlier in the movie that came from his initial wish, that stuff is apparently still going on. So in order to cancel out these wishes, every single person in the world that made a wish has to cancel it out. So those people, and, and remember, these wishes don't take effect right away. The movie earlier proved to us at the start of the movie it takes time. And as time goes on, you get more of your wish. It depends on what type of wish it is, kind of, because some of them hit directly and some of them develop over time, and then it detracts from your being over time. But in this case, they're requiring everyone to take back their wishes. doesn't matter what he did. Everyone has to do it. So any individual, maybe a little kid, saw this and said, oh, I wish for a Lego truck. That little kid must have heard her speech as well and denounced his wish. Ah, oh, this Lego truck has ruined my life. Other people that wish for a million dollars, they need to detract their wish as well. Uh, every Basically, every single wish, it must be taken away. And that's kind of the premise at the end of the movie is everybody is inspired by her speech to take back their wishes, which is extremely unrealistic, especially when you compare it to their earlier storyline of the multiple civilizations over time that have had this stone and they were all completely destroyed because not one person in all of those would denounce their wish. But suddenly, every single person in the world that made a wish, how many people are in the world? A lot, a lot. We all know it's a lot, right? Okay. Every single one of them denounced their wish just to fit this storyline for what needs to happen. about that 
Yeah, it's a movie. <laughs> it's not real, <laughs> but, but but it has to fit within the storyline they create. Oh, I'm sorry for that. <laughs> <laughs> but at the end, the father and son conversation. Let's get into that father yeah, and son conversation. So yeah, that's. I look over. Yoko's bawling into her, <laughs> into her whatever she had. But tell me, how did they get there? Because he was off in a, a secret United States yeah. bunker. How did he get there? He how does he talk he to took this the child? Airplane to somewhere. He took an airplane. Yeah. Are you sure? It's no, I mean helicopter, who... right? Sorry, helicopter. Yeah. He took a helicopter to somewhere. Yeah. And then suddenly his son just showed up in front of him. But how did he take the helicopter? He did not. So he teleport? It's a movie. Anyway, just a lot of things just doesn't make sense. <laughs> I'll tell you how he got there. He took a helicopter. Okay. Oh, hold on. Sorry. We really started going. For some reason, my loop didn't keep going. Sorry about that. But it's going gonna, it's gonna to repeat. Same thing. You already saw it. Doesn't matter. It's going to keep going. Okay. <laughs> He took a United States military helicopter. How did he use this helicopter? Well, he, he after he met the president, he just he gains all the power because he takes the power from the president. So he uses the United States military as his own force, basically, and he's able to go do stuff. But he he he, he, he takes away his wish. His wish is gone. So all the stuff that came from his wish is gone. He has no more power. He is suddenly just a man that tried to take over the world. Everybody would hate this person. But somehow, he says, I renounce my wish. And he walks out. They don't show this on camera, but it must happen. Because the next scene, or you know, after their inspirational music that they have with every single scene, like this one that you might be seeing in the background, had crazy inspirational music, even though it was... It was really pretty insignificant. She jumped over a vehicle and pushed some cars apart, blocked a bullet, and saved some kids. But she failed because she was losing her power and she fell on the ground. There was nothing inspirational about it. Anyway, they're playing the informational music, da-da-da, and they go to the next scene. And suddenly, you see in the background they're showing, because they, they don't want to have a huge plot hole, so they show the helicopter taking off from the ground in the, in the background as this guy is running and yelling his child's name because he realizes he loves his kid. He wants to be reunited with him. Who is that pilot? <laughs> and who allowed him with zero power, zero authority, because remember, he took away his wish to walk out. He went to a helicopter and he said, hey, I need a ride. That's like basically me. I have zero power. If I went to a United States military base, it's one of the most a bunker, in fact, one of the most secure places in the world. If I go to this bunker and I say, hey, I need a ride to my kid. Are, is anyone going to give me a ride? No, they're going to shoot me. They're going to point guns at me. They're going to arrest me because for one, I'm in a place I'm, I shouldn't be. And he denounced his wish, so he has no authority to be there anymore. Then it gets dropped off. And suddenly he's there with his kid. Does this make any sense? Am I crazy? Am I crazy? <laughs> I feel like that is just like three seconds. 
It's three moment. seconds. Very important. Three yeah, second three moment. Three second moment. I don't mm -hmm. know how. <laughs> In your head, it come up. <laughs> 30 I minutes. just took 20 like, minutes to explain a three second scene, yeah. but it's very important. I don't even remember what those three seconds. I just remember he told his son something very. One day, you're. I, he said, I'm a liar. I'm a bad man. I've been lying to you. One day you're gonna be proud of me, and the kids. And like, I start crying. You don't need to make me proud of you. I already love you because you're my dad. <laughs> and then I look over and she's like, <laughs> I cry a lot. I mean, I get that I'm being picky, but this is—it seems like a very logical question that I would have. It's like you, if you have a movie with no supernatural powers. And you have a some someone that's on a, the other side of the country, and then the next scene they're just magically in the different part of the country, I mean, and they don't... don't have any connection to how that happened. But it's clearly based on the timeline and what was happening. It's moments later. You're gonna be like, well, how did he get there, and why didn't they address this? So, how did he convince that helicopter pilot in a secure military base to fly him there? It, it just doesn't make sense. Maybe they did. Like us, they, they film a three hours movie the and camera. then, yeah, and then they cut it. <laughs> okay, well, whoever cut that is an idiot because they should have explained this properly because it makes no sense. <sighs> okay, let's see if there's anyone else, uh, anything else. Um, yeah, I, I mean, I already went into every, everybody, uh, Denounce their wish. I, I know everyone wouldn't do that. I know human nature. I know not everyone's going to denounce their wish. So there's a lot of people out there that didn't denounce their wish, and that main guy did, and they still got their wish. I guarantee it. Now, the movie obviously didn't cover that. I'm being picky, but it's a bit stupid that they don't address that. You, you know what would have made sense? Here's what would have made sense. What? Okay. Because his is, wish is the first wish, once the first wish cancels, it means that all the wishes created from that first wish are canceled because he couldn't have made those other wishes if his original wish didn't come true. So it wouldn't have just made sense that she convinces him to cancel his wish and it automatically erases all the wishes of everybody. That would have made about a thousand billion times more sense. But apparently the writers over there at uh, Wonder Woman couldn't think of this. It's too, too complex. Yeah, I think it's a bit better, right? It makes yeah. more sense. Okay. Because everyone wishes it's based on him. Yeah. This is yeah. common sense, right? And it fits their mm -hmm. storyline. Okay. So, a couple things. Most people, and when I, so I expected to go on the internet and see Rotten Tomatoes with like a 90 something percent because they're really stupid and they give a lot of movies high ratings. Because of issues that I'm not going to necessarily address, because we all know <clears throat> it's a feminist thing going on, and we have to encourage it, and we're all happy about it. We all love feminism. It's important. So we thought, ah, oh, this movie would be great. But they even gave it a 60%, which means it's, it's basically horrible. So I went and filled out a rating. I gave it a 30%. And then I checked the ratings uh, compared to what other people gave it. 
and it was pretty similar. So the overall rating, let's see if I still have it up here. I, I don't think I do. I think I canceled it. But the the rating that I got was a, um, oh, no, I'm sorry. I gave it a, a, a mark of a 3 out of 10. And the average score was a 3.6. Am I, so am I a genius? Average? The, the so, average. It means like oh, the. Yeah. For the whole website. No, like uh, all the people that voted on this thing. And there was like a thousand something votes. So the average was a 3.6. And I gave it a 3. So I think my arguments are fair. I'm not being a horrible person just saying all oh, this empowering movie sucks it just happens to suck maybe the rest of people also recording the wonder woman review now well we can watch some soon <laughs> so, maybe uh, we have the same a, a couple reviews so there's some stupid ones here and some there's some stupid people and smart people here i think it's obvious who are stupid and who's smart and who's sucking up okay first of all i'll go through some of these a lot of these people are stupid these are organizations so if we go to the, the meta score, they get a 60 on the meta score or the rating here. We have like the Chicago Sun-Times, 88. The Observer, 80. Arizona Public, 80. 80 for BBC. The Something Film, 80. Time Out, 80. Los Angeles Times, 80. Empire, 80. Screen Rant, 80. IGN, 80. Film, 80. It's almost like they all got together and decided, hey, this movie sucks, but we can't give it below a B because then we're going to get attacked by activists 78 for rap so now we get a bit lower here 78 for rap uh paste 76 new york post 75 atlantic 75 ap associate press 75 the global and mail 75 75 usa today 75 Py uh, polygon uh, i'm gonna scroll down i want i'm curious what the lowest score is and who it was because it maybe it's like my own publication it's not it's uh vulture not familiar with this one, but they gave it a 30. So I guess that does match my score. A 33 is the playlist, 38, Larson on film. The Austin Chronicle is 40. The Wall Street Journal, 40. Screen Crush, 40. New York Times, 40. Screen Daily, 40. Movie Nation, 50. CNN, 50. They're, some of these publications, they're no. Like CNN, CNN's giving this a 50. You know what sucks? So, I'm sorry. It's just not good. So, anyway, that's my opinion on the movie. Uh, it ain't any good. It was entertainment. If you don't pay attention and you erase any logical sense within your brain, you'll have fun. But if you're not, I won't say that next statement. Anyway, I'm not a fan. Yoko, do you have any final uh, assessment marks or comments? that you want to uh, make about this tremendously interesting film? Like I say, I think this movie for a superhero movie, this is not good, as good as I expect. And then I think the main story only around 40 minutes or the rest of the time you can just enjoy your food <laughs> <laughs> oh you know what yeah i forgot to read some of the okay yeah that was what i was gonna do sorry so we've got uh eric marchin uh untitled movie podcast feels like this would have been better suited for an episode of tv this 
100% is true. This should have been like a short episode in a series, and they could have cut out like 90% of it. This would have been a great episode for The Flash. They could have really summed this up in 50 minutes. Um, this next one, I'm not going to go through all the names because I don't think it really matters. I'm on, basically I'm on RottenTomatoes.com with different, uh, different reviews of people. There are plenty of good times to be, to be had as we pick up the Gal Gadot's Wonder Woman, Diane Prince, six plus decades after World War. So, I mean, let's overwhelm us with stuff here. I think this person just doesn't want to say it sucks. Gave it out of three out of four. The last person gave it a three out of five. So these are all obviously connected to different reviews. Um, this person here is confused, but I'm going to read what they say. I have sorely missed this sort of budget, big budget popcorn flick through this never-ending pandemic, and Wonder Woman succeeds in filling that gap though only by the slimmest of margins. This person really wanted to love this movie. And they wanted to say, oh, it's exactly what we needed. It sucked, but it made it by, by the slimmest of margins. That's basically exactly what they say. And the next one, a joyless dud, a bucket of sludge when we're crying out for a glass of water. So it's basically you're dying in the desert, you're near death, and somebody just gives you like a scoop of mixed diarrhea it says drink this there is liquid in there i'd probably drink it i'm about to die but it would really suck so um yeah these go on and on i'm not getting get into all of them but uh yeah so that is our wonder woman 1984 review one it went on a little bit long because i i could rant about this for a while i tried to keep it short but i'm a bit long-winded as most people that know me know am i long-winded yeah you, Do you know yeah i talk a lot our arguments are really fun okay so i just laugh with the camera yeah. when you speak like an hour <laughs> good all right anything else i think just let the audience to go through the movie and see how they feel yeah go watch it and see about the things that i say <laughs> I don't think you can watch this and really be serious after you consider the things I say, other than you just saying, well, I'm being too picky. But I'm only picky within the reality they built within the movie. <laughs> okay, so for now, that is our movie review number one in Systemically Distorted Communication. I hope that you enjoyed it, and I hope you'll make it back for another one. <laughs>